everybody. Welcome to the Bloom with Becca podcast. I'm your host, Becca. This is a very exciting week because we actually have our first ever guest, William Brown, my partner, my fiance, and he is going to be joining us this week for a chat just about all things relationship, really. Our relationship going to be going into our whole engagement story because I haven't actually shared that on any other platforms. Kind of the contrast, actually, between what I do, a freelance career, and what he does, which is a 9-5. How we manage that within our relationship. Just a really good long chat. Grab a cuppa because this is a bit of a long one. It's a bit... Mochi's literally yawning. Sorry, our dog is yawning whilst I'm doing this intro. But yeah, I hope you guys love the episode. It's a different one, but I I really, really love it. So enjoy. Hello, Will. Hi. Welcome to the Bloom of Becca podcast. It's good to be here. Good. I'm glad. Um, in your own home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I thought we could start with if you just took me back to your early years and. Jesus Christ. We spoke about this. <laughs> I don't know if everyone's going to get that reference. Any diary of a CEO uh, listeners or watchers will get that format. Because mm. you're a celeb, obviously, here to tell your, your story. Yeah. Unveil all of my trauma mm-hmm. and piece together how that made me well, a millionaire. Oh, yeah. At the same yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. So we obviously have our first ever guest and I've kind of played it safe by inviting my fiance on. For anyone who doesn't know, this is Will, William Brown. And we are engaged, been together for five years. I thought this would make a pretty interesting conversation. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I've been a side character in a few of your videos (laughs) to date. Um, And hey, this isn't our first podcast collaboration. No, this is bringing back housemates. What's it called? Housemates for Benefits. Oh my God, I forgot. Back from the dead. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, we left the last episode with Mochi was a little puppy. Mm. He was in between us and then that was the end. And then being puppy parents kind of killed the pod. Are we going to blame it on that? Uh, Well, it's a few things. I think... um, I don't want to talk about that pod too much, but I no, think it was because, it, it. yeah, I think it was just that um, it was during the time of COVID where you just end up f- just running out of things to say. It was like, what have we done this week? Yeah. Shit all. <laughs> yeah. And like, we both had jobs. Bored. Yeah. Just very quickly. Well, it became a chore. That's what we always said. And I haven't missed it. Really. Ooh, okay. But you've yeah. been begging to come back on this. Begging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every week. So I was trying to play it cool, mm. but I thought you've actually exposed actually me. just squashed your ego. Anyway, I'm so glad to have you on the pod, but to be honest, I was like, I, I wasn't sure where I wanted to take this conversation because I feel like between us, as couples do, we have very insightful, interesting conversations, and sometimes it's like, oh, this should be a pod. I went to Instagram, right? And I asked the guys, what do you want to hear from you? And a lot of it is just talking about like our relationship. Mm. I was thinking right before this, actually a really interesting episode would have been like addressing your relationship dilemmas if you would like sent them in, but it's too late now. I thought about that like 10 minutes before we started recording. So maybe, maybe this won't be Will's final episode. On, you hope on not. <laughs> How bad <laughs> can it be? Hurrah. Yeah. Get, get the contract ready for next time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to ask you about your childhood, but how's your week been? 
because that's how I always start these pods. Uh, and don't ramble too much because I don't think people actually care. Yeah, they probably don't. Especially like if they don't care about you, they're yeah. definitely not going to care about me. So um, very like cookie cutter responses. Yeah, it's been really busy, but just looking forward to the weekends. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's Sunday. Sunday, yeah. I mean, for those who don't know, I work a, yeah, Monday, 9-5, office-based career, if you can even call it a career, um, occupation. So, yeah, when it comes to the weekend, I'm somebody that, yeah, lives to the weekend, likes to unwind, relax, and do whatever. Such uh, a free spirit. Well, no, actually the opposite, because <laughs> of the, <laughs> the office kind of routine, which a lot of people think? will, who listen or watch this, will know themselves yeah right? there's something i really liked about the office routine that i do miss but. you had a bit more flexibility though because you could still work from home and, and you can't and i can expose you right here that when you would work from home you had the flexibility to you know do a few of your own multitasking passion projects shall we say yes um, it's fine my boss was aware yeah like she she, she was a good egg like I you, miss her. yeah yeah that's it you would um work from home and just do your youtube not all the time. In and around yeah. your uh, main task. Whereas, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, yeah that, that's just not the case I, for me. I think that is it. Like, because the conversation of side hustles and how people turn their side hustles into jobs is such a thing. You mm. cannot escape when you go on social media nowadays. And I think it is so skewed because I look back on my journey and I've just been really lucky. Like throughout every single year, it was... You know, I only did three days a week at the start. I had a part-time job that helped me build this. And then, yeah, last year when I had my office job, it was still like social media. Mm. And I had a really understanding boss who, you know, hired me because of what I did on YouTube. So yeah. obviously I understood like that was still happening behind the scenes. And it, it fed I had in, flexibility. Yeah, it, it feeds into each other, doesn't yeah. it? It's all kind of interrelated. You got that job because of what you'd already built and then with that you still had to continue to build that because you're still growing so it kind of like benefit each other but mm -hmm. your success doing this helped you in your job you know because you were really good at your job you helped build up that business so it fed into each other so it was a good sort of complementary agreement anyway reason. you are the guest so I don't want to talk about me too much, but it's, it's just a casual conversation. Very casual. Wow, I have questions for you. So we're going to see ah, how okay. we're literally just going to talk through some of the questions that you guys sent in and see how that conversation evolves. Okay, number one question that was asked probably over 10 times is literally just how did we meet? How did we start dating? And I, I just want to say before um, answering that, like we did talk about all of this in Housemates with Benefits, but I imagine a lot of you weren't there for those early days. No one bloody watched those episodes. No, it was like our friends and family. Not <laughs> yeah. even my family. My family do not watch my stuff. I, like your family watch my stuff. Well, my mum does. Your, your mum yeah. is one of my biggest fans. <laughs> yeah. My dad's like, what do you do again? <laughs> <laughs> no, but your dad respects me because your dad's a business owner. Yeah, my dad's so, just like, are you making money? Yeah, cool. Great, nice. well done. Strong, yeah. independent woman. Well, me and your Don't dad have shit. that in common. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Business owners, which is yeah, yeah something yeah. we can talk about. Yeah. I, th I think he thinks it's cool, right? He does. He doesn't understand what it is, no, but he all, likes it. But yeah. It's okay. He's like, this is new. 
<laughs> whatever this is yeah, yeah but that's better than you know opposed to having a relationship with him where he's like god she, yeah she has a career she she has a business did you sure. just reference having a relationship with my dad is that what you just <laughs> that's said that's not what i said oh sorry that's what i got from that that is not what i said, said at all oh okay well, i'm just not listening to you no I'm just thinking about the question. I'm thinking, thinking about answering about, the question. Okay, so yeah, let's just go back to that. We met at work. Well, let's make this brief though. So, yeah, I feel we, for the 10 people that have asked this, you know, brilliant that you've asked it, but we have, it has been covered before on some form of content in your, in your channels. Yeah. So yeah, we'll touch on it briefly, I think. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. we, we, you know long story short we met at work back in the day in 2016 was it 2016 it was 2016 that's when we met the end of 2016 uh, 20, we were both in relationships so mm -hmm. it was it was very professional we were colleagues and then you were my manager i was your yeah, associate yeah yep yeah. just unveil that great so uh yeah i feel like it's part of the story the <laughs> forbidden love yeah for, yeah <laughs> it was yeah. and subordination whatever it's called yeah um so yeah and then in 2017 we both not you know kind of coincidentally we both had our breakups yeah and then became i became good friends huh became good friends i decided to leave my job and i was going to go um and study at cardiff university do a master's and in between that where we had met at work in edinburgh scotland mm -hmm. um i was going to go traveling for a bit and then go back to uni to go back to school to kind of carve out a career Work out what you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of people go through that yeah. at that age. You're like post um, undergrad mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm not actually going to be a... Because you did psychology. Yeah, I did psychology. And I, I mean, the job that we met at, it was kind of... I was like, it was in retail. I was just doing retail management. It was it was just, to, you know, entry... Well, but like, like a, a full-time job. Yeah, full-time job. First job out of uni it was just mm. to earn some cash, right? But yeah, it was like, okay, what am I actually going to do? I wasn't using my psychology degree to become a psychologist. So I kind of knew that I had to go back to uni to maybe specialize in something more mm -hmm. occupation-related. So Yeah, I'll, it just yeah. relates to what I was talking about last week about... Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, a lot of us don't use our degrees and maybe that makes you feel like a failure, but it's mm. not actually like that. And it's just so, so common. So I wanted to point it out there. Yeah. I mean, I was using the transferable skills I got from my degree in the job. I mean, any degree that you do, you, whether you're using, for example, if you study history, not everyone goes on and does something history related, but you pull something, yeah. lots of transferable skills into whatever you do. So yeah, that doesn't mean don't go to uni. I, no, I was listening to a pod that was like someone was kind of putting that message across like you don't really need uni nowadays and I was like I really disagree because a lot of us are 17 year olds and like uni helps you grow up in a way as uh, an adult. Yeah that's true yeah I think it's very context dependent I mean you do see and hear a lot of people going to uni almost because that's what they're told to do at school you know mm -hmm. that's the path you have to follow if my you're gonna school make for it. Sure was that. Yeah my school pushed it a bit too much i think and yeah i think maybe if i was somebody else maybe somebody who was a bit more happy to, to not go along with the crowd which i think i probably was back then would was just happy to go along with the crowd i would figure out what i really wanted to do do something else maybe an apprenticeship or just go straight into line of work but i grew up yeah. in 
Southwest England in a quiet little town. Mm. I was happy to go off to a city where it was a uni city, you know, experience more personal things as well as getting education. So yeah, uni is great for doing that, but also at the same time, particularly in my line of work, I've met so many amazing professionals who have turned down the opportunity to go to uni and they've carved something out from from nothing and they're just as or even more sometimes even more yeah so they really have been building it for longer yeah it's not what's better and what's worse than your chosen path it's completely context dependent based on you as an individual based on what you want to do or don't want to do and all that sort of stuff but if you haven't already figured out i work in sort of yeah well, that was another question, right? Someone that's my kind of someone line of actually work, worded so. it. They were like, um, "What does your man do? Is he rich?" That's that was the question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone was like, <laughs> "What does he do? Is he a rich man?" Is he like a that. rich man? You're I, blushing. I'm incredibly wealthy in terms of what what is wealth, right? How philosophical do we want to get? <laughs> wealth is health. Yeah. I think I literally said that in my last pod. It's like, how rich are you? Well, I have a I, loving partner, a beautiful dog. I'm going to take I'm a so crazy rich. guess and say they were talking financially. Right. Well, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> no, like my not. salary is okay for London, I, but I work in, uh, well, in, in recruitment, in-house recruitment, but that has quickly evolved into more, I'm a HR manager, essentially. There so, you go, there's yeah. the answer, HR manager. However, oh no, we did answer, yeah, how we met. Yeah. Well, yeah, at home, went traveling, but then um, in in the midst of that, when I chose in, to in go... In 2018, yeah, you went, tra- you said 2017, it was 2018. 2017, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I did a full year at work 2017. I left my job in 2018, mm-hmm. and then went, went traveling. traveling, but then at the same time, you were going on holiday to Japan, Yeah. so consciously, subconsciously, I thought, oh, I could make a little... Deviate, you know, deviate to uh, you Japan. You so fancied me. I know, but we fancied each other. Yeah, I, fanci- yeah. I fancied him first. I fancied the pants off you the first day I met you, which is bad to me because I was in a relationship. I Filth. Yeah, but you know, at the start, it was like, um, it was more like a dream crush kind of thing. Sorry to my ex. Not that he's watching this. I bet he is. <laughs> but he's crying, <laughs> crying right now. <laughs> Oh, we were I'm so different. I'm sorry too, you know. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happened. No, nothing. Yeah, despite the rumors, despite the workplace gossip, which it was rife. Um, it nothing really gen- was. Gen- genuinely, nothing genuinely happened. Um, only until we got to Japan. And then... I so, did- wait, oh, on. hang on. I want to just quickly say how, why you came to Japan with me. Like how you ended up spending the two weeks with me because originally it was just like oh I'm going to Japan this summer and you were like oh my gosh I might go to Japan because mm. you had a friend there yeah yeah and a couple of pals there yeah right yeah. and so it wasn't like a, oh I'm gonna latch on to you for two weeks because that would have been a bit weird back then if you had sort of yeah no because yeah because I was gonna do my own thing yeah. in Japan and was, just meet up yeah that's right yeah yeah okay. but then but then I had a friend so I was going with um three other friends two from school and one of them we had like a this is so dumb but I feel like it's a bit of juice but goss and it's so funny because otherwise if this didn't happen we wouldn't be 
sitting here today. We wouldn't be together. Yeah. So me and this friend had like a one night stand when we were, yeah, in high school. And then he got his first girlfriend after we had graduated high school. And he, this girlfriend did not like the idea of me being a friend who we had previously, you know, had a night together. Why do you have to say it like that? So creep. <laughs> anyway, just, yeah, just finish the story. Jesus. Anyway, this friend cut me off because the girlfriend asked him to, which I think is don't blame her because uh, you know you're the total package. Well, right? I just was like, wow, that is the worst friend I've ever had. <laughs> like, you just listen to your girlfriend straight away. That's good advice. Cause, Always cause, listen to yeah. your girlfriend. No. Gents. <laughs> <laughs> That is not where I was taking Oh, that. sorry. You're saying the opposite advice. Yes. Okay, sorry. Fine, fine, fine. Um, okay, take what you will from that. But yeah, me and this guy, like we had been friends for years. We were like best friends. He cut me off because his, his girlfriend didn't, yeah. had never met me, but didn't like me. Anyway, so he no longer was coming on this trip. And that's when I was like, well, there's a free spot for, you know, if you want to come along with me for the whole two weeks. All your intentions were in the right places, obviously. <laughs> obviously. We're, no, we're now yeah. engaged. So things really worked out. <laughs> yeah. And then a um, bit of long distance and things like that. Um, and then eventually moved in together in Edinburgh. So mm-hmm. I said I was going to keep that brief, but it probably wasn't That brief. really wasn't. But I also, I really want this pod to just be conversational, not like straight. Here's a question. Answer it. Here's a question. Mm. I mean, you are a guest, but you're also a natural in the podcast space, aren't you? Am I? <laughs> yes. You're yeah, an okay. ex-podcaster. Oh, no, I'm not. I didn't even get paid. So there you go. No, we never made any money. I no. think, no. I lost think money. We made... <laughs> yeah, that's Definitely true. lost money. <laughs> we, if you, so if you we were going money. on the ingoings and outgoings of we a business, money. we lost money. Oh my God, a failure. Yeah. We failed. Ah, related. Reference to episode three. Yeah, there we another go. Um, endeavor that I failed. Nah, we no, we didn't fail. No, it I was don't just, regret it. It was a bit of fun during COVID, and if it, oh, we're talking about right. It RIP, it's done. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, keeps getting dug up again. Right, another question. I wanted to ask you about this because I never actually spoke about the story on my YouTube channel engagement. I never spoke about it too much because I did our little engagement video and I mean, okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Views do not matter, okay? Views don't matter, but Views. it flopped. And that was the only reason I, I did it. That is my, that's my favorite video ever. Like I put together a little five minute video of like our announcement that we were engaged. Yeah. My favorite video ever. Like I was crying when I was editing it. I still sometimes look back on it and I obviously, because it's so close to our hearts it is this yeah just like the most moving video i've ever made and i'm so proud of it but it got like really low views which is absolutely fine because it's not there for that but because my point is because it like didn't get tons of views people weren't that interested i was like okay people aren't that interested in engagement content and that's absolutely fine and i haven't really spoken about like the whole story behind getting engaged and stuff. And I feel like this pod is a nice place to talk about because there's a couple of funny stories behind our engagement. Uh, it's true. There so, are. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think it would be nice to talk about it here. Yeah. Wait, what was the question? Let's talk about our engagement. That's the question. A lot of people asked, like, when did we actually get engaged and what happened? Well, I'm going to start off 
the answer by go and watch that video mm -hmm. uh, first because that will give you a lot of, I don't know, better answers to that question visually because yeah. rather than just hear me blab on about it, there is genuinely a video. I don't like to re-watch that video, right? Because Do you not? It's an amazing video. I But the first time and second time and third time I watched it, I was a mess. I was crying my yeah. eyes out every single time. But that was such a special moment. I remember me showing you it. Yeah. Because I was I, proud of it. Yeah, and I will never forget seeing that video for the first time. But mm -hmm. I hadn't actually cried about it. I, um, uh, the engagement, yeah. Yeah, I didn't cry during the engagement. Nor I did I. I was quite emotional at this little family get-together, but I didn't cry. And when you showed me that video, it was just, I don't know, hit you. so well put together. And it's obviously the music and everything. Like yeah. I was bawling my eyes out. And every single time I watched it <laughs> since, I've bawled my eyes out. I go, this is exhausting. I can't keep watching this. So yeah, that's, that's why. That's probably a good sign though. That's yeah. how it's meant to feel, right? That's why like when you say, do you want to go and watch Lion King, uh, the musical again, I've only watched it once in the theatre, bawled my eyes out, and I it was exhausting. I don't I want to go through that so again. I am so glad that you are open about that, though. I am so, so glad. Ladies, we have a sensitive man here, and he's a gem. And all the men watching this, you, you, you are disgrace <laughs> to our gender. I have a feeling the men watching this will also be sensitive men. <laughs> I have a feeling <laughs> that that's the case as well. My... I'm pretty sure my audience demographic is split literally like 99% women. Yeah. Which is great because that's, yeah, obviously I'm, I'm targeting women. And all yeah. men just using fake accounts. You know, oh, just use my oh, missus account to watch this so then no one can track yeah. it. <laughs> you, actually, just talking about this, I'm not going to take a detour. I just wanted to bring this up because I, I think it was a friend I was saying how we went to watch the Barbie movie and mm -hmm. they were like, Will watched it? They were like, Will liked it? And I'm like, it's a masterpiece. Like it's not meant for girls. Well, I think a masterpiece and, is like I, strong, but yeah, uh, I think so. Right. I, I love the movie. Depends on what but you define as masterpiece. It's great. It, it is a great film. I really it, enjoyed it. It's. Yeah. A, I think it's a really important film, and it's done a lot for cinema right now. And that's a whole mm. other conversation. Yeah, <laughs> we're not yeah. going to go into that. But um, I, I just feel like yeah, there were. I've seen TikToks and stuff of people being like, oh, forcing my boyfriend to come watch the Barbie movie with me, and I was like. I mean, yeah. I like satirical comedies. Mm -hmm. And for me, it, there was a lot of satire involved. I, I mean, you've kind of realized this a lot more recently, but I, I'm a Ryan Gosling fan. I think he, he's... Yeah, his, you're letting that come out of your shell now. Yeah, his comedic timing and a lot of his other stuff is very good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Margot is Margot. She's yeah. a goddess. Brilliant. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. It's a good movie, right? But like, yeah, but I've chatted to a load of my lad mates who watch it and they're like yeah it's, it's good like i don't i don't know you don't have to f feel emasculated just because you watched it yeah a but my dad is one who we made him go <laughs> when we went to edinburgh like a week ago <laughs> he's one that like we, we had to be like no Baldo. no dad we should go watch the barbie film you haven't seen it yet I'm, I'm, i could tell my mum wanted to go so we all went as a yeah. fam and it was very cute and he enjoyed it but he was like oh god barbie yeah, I know, but like as soon as you, it's not just like a girly movie. Yeah, it's not. It's like satirical. It's I don't know a lot of commentary on yeah. society. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so, yeah. I already created a little detour from our engagement story. 
So was that is podcast life? That is what happens. Yes. Yeah, and I hope you guys are are here for episodes like this. Just yeah, because sometimes it can be heavy on here. Mm-hmm. Ish. It's already getting heavy. We already talked about me crying. So there we go. There we go. We're talking about yeah, being sensitive. Mm-hmm. But going back to the engagement stuff, like you mentioned, what 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 else was queried by? It was like um, tell us the story. Oh, tell us the story. Yeah. So, so I wanna. This is why I want to take a moment to actually like talk about. Uh, so, because you're the guest, so I'm gonna do a better job here being a host. Tell me. Please do. <laughs> do you feel really uncomfortable? Yeah. No. He was like dissing the setup before we started recording. Jokingly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Sure. Yeah. Um, Spotify, hurry up and get us rigged up you know anyway sorry no pressure i love you spotify please don't take them seriously (laughs) anyway um okay so when did you know you wanted to propose to me oh that's that is a good question and this is a good story hang on context we got engaged last summer summer 2022 do you you usually interrupt your guests never have one (laughs) carry on do you are you normally so rude to your host do you anticipate interrupting your guests on an ongoing basis um (laughs) anyway so carry on yeah so in 2022 um at the early stages this this is gonna get real deep real quick by the way that's what i wanted um my so that for all you diary to ceo fans this is this is for you um so 2022 my grand passed away um in the early few months of 2022 so it was a kind of a rough rocky start to the year and with obviously we 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 had just moved into London things were all quite unsettled and we were kind of bedding in and then that happened and I was like oh boy so and then with that I went on a lads holiday no way on a stag do um because Part of mine was obviously getting married. That's why you go on a stag too. But what was some of my best pals from school back in the day from Devon uh, were there. And um, one of my best friends, um, if well, my longest best friend standing actually, Colin, um, we were lying by the pool, hanging out of our asses, kind of just chatting mm-hmm. rubbish as you do. Um, and I was just chatting, Ugh, just to talk to him about like how rough things had been recently, I think. And um, I was really questioning things after my grand and all that sort of because we were close and yeah, just had had a tough time. But then I was mentioning to him that, but in all of that, Becca has been unbelievable, unbelievably Aww. supportive. Um, and, you know, obviously I already knew that I loved you and that you were the one and it would materialize to be an engagement wedding etc in the future i'm just going to interrupt you there when did you know i was the one uh oh um probably don't worry about taking too long just i'm that was another question i forgot well i know that we we said the l word um, a few weeks into it right but i think in terms of the one i think when we i think i think when it was probably before we moved in together, but I think it's just been a gradual process where I've probably always thought that, oh, she could be the one, mm. right? Where you kind of go, oh, she could be it. And then for every like sort of milestone you go through together, like, or any challenge where you think, oh, this could be yeah, interesting to see how we get through this together. Like, I That's don't know. That's kind of a test. Yeah, COVID. yeah, every test, right? So, you know, when people say like oh i have always known that she was the one it for me it was always 
she could be the one but let's see how this test goes how this test goes how this test goes and i know that's not the most romantic way no, of it's thinking not, about but it you're not the most romantic no i'm very like pro- productive whereas i was like in the honeymoon stages i was more like i hope he's the one well that but yeah but you've mentioned it there i hope he's the one not he is the one right yeah yeah so yeah but kind of here's my point he feels like the one yeah yeah and that's very much what i felt so when but we were also long distance so we're like well let's see how the first six months go long distance everything was brilliant everything was amazing it was it was lovely let's see how moving in together goes absolutely amazing loved it we loved our little flat we loved our little life together covid happened Oh, let's see oh how COVID God, goes. <laughs> let's see how this goes. Yeah. 24-7. Um, and it was amazing. We loved it. We got through a really strange time together. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of couples, you know, they, they either strengthened or perhaps the opposite happened, right? During yeah. that time. Made us close. Bought a house together. Mm-hmm. Bought a load of, you know, built up a house together. Amazing. Got a dog. Got a dog together. Like every single Moved test. to London. Exactly. Yeah. And then. And then that. Will's. So- granny died oh, and then yeah, through yeah. every single yeah. test it's always further cemented and i think that was the one where i was so vulnerable mental health wasn't in the right place all that sort of stuff but you were there and i was like okay she's definitely the one um and i think i think i'd already established i already knew that you were the one probably around the time we were getting a dog because it was like well if you were getting a dog with this person like, but yeah, you have to. Exactly. Well, and also, well, okay, so you buy a house and that's another... Yeah, I think I'd, it, that was already well established by the time we yeah, were moving in but together. But there is something different about a dog because it, it's this being. Yeah. And you're taking care of So I knew that you... Together. Yeah, I knew that you would, you were the one, but the conversation with Colin was... Yeah, there we go. So right, this is... When are you going to propose? Because mm-hmm. I'd been thinking about proposing for about a year. Of, and I started teasing you. Yeah, nagging is is okay. the true word. Been nagging me. You really want to use that? Uh, so I thought, okay, how do I get her to shut up? Um, oh, <laughs> I should probably propose. Oh, I should just do it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I was kind of being reflective with Colin by this pool, and I'd already mentioned mm. to him that we ha- were thinking about going to Colombia that year, or had booked it. I'm not too sure. So, just for context, Colombia is where most of my family are from. Mm. I'm half Colombian, and it was like a big deal for you to come finally be able to visit Colombia and meet yeah. like tons of my family yeah four years we we would have been together at that point so that was but we would we had obviously unfortunately delayed that visit because of COVID, COVID yeah. and all that sort of stuff but anyway a highly anticipated trip yeah yeah, yeah. and so, so and then Colin came up with for the first time ever a really good idea um and he said well him some slap <laughs> I'm joking he may be listening maybe watching don't know <laughs> Um, but he said, why, you've got to do it there. You've yeah. got to do it there. Like, how can you not? You really hadn't thought about it? Well, I, I maybe in passing, but... But it he was, was the light bulb. I think it was just you. like, if he's saying it, and I look up to him a lot. So <laughs> if he says something to me like that, then I'm going to listen. listen. He's one of the few people that I probably would listen to right yeah i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and um but then around all of that it's one thing saying that you're gonna do it and then also having absolutely no fucking idea how you're gonna do it so obviously i've never been to this country before i've never met your family before i don't speak spanish 
you had no control of the itinerary. I had no control of the itinerary, so. But I, I want to take it back to okay. So you, you know, you decide you're going to propose. Yeah. But I want to tell the story of ring shopping. Yeah. Well, I was going to get to that. Yeah, because that was an absolute nightmare. I thought you were going to skip to Colombia. No, 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 no. That's what I meant by a funny story. Yes. Yeah, so. And um, I feel like one of the biggest questions you get asked when you get proposed to is like, did you know it was going to happen? And my answer was like, no. I, like you genuinely completely shocked me in the moment, shocked me, but I knew it was coming because of this. Yeah, well, well, I'm an idiot. So um, I, for the last, for a couple of weeks, like one day a week or something, I'd been messaging Colin saying, how, how did you get a ring? How did you suss out getting a ring? Um, yeah, you relied on Colin a lot, huh? Yeah, well, yeah, just because he's been there and done That's it. Like, sweet. I was a best man at his wedding mm. um, and all that sort of stuff. So oh, I know I've never that... been like a bridesmaid or anything. Yeah, so I knew that he had done it. So uh, that's why I was asking him. And he had done it recently in modern times. If I was to ask my dad, he would perhaps give me a story of how it worked back in the 80s, 90s, you know, different to now, right? Mm-hmm. So I was kind of leaning in on Colin for it. And, um, yeah, I, I, in the end, I'm just kind of going ring shopping around this local shopping mall that we've got, well, Westfield. Westfield. <laughs> this L- local, sho- local modest Westfield. shopping mall. Westfield is like massive. So there's loads yeah. of ring shops there. And mm-hmm. I know what style you want because, as I mentioned earlier, you've been nagging. Yeah, and, but I don't really um, remember how I, because I wouldn't have, did I literally like show you pictures being like, that's a nice ring? No, I think I, I would have been I honest. I think I would have been like, okay, well, what sort of ring would you like? Kind of just, uh, I would just. Oh, I think it question. came up in, in conversation. Yeah. Like a dinner or something. But I didn't send you like, this is my wish no, list. No, 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 no. Like I am joking. It was very light touch. But um, yeah, I, I yeah. think so. But so you I did got, get it perfect. Yeah, yeah. So I got an idea of what you wanted. And then all these ring shops, like they they didn't have that exact style. They would have the style, but wrong. Um, it would be like a silver band, not a gold band, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I was getting really stressed out about it. Um and one thing that I did do, very, yeah, one thing I did do was that I lied to you. I said, I'm going to go and play football with some of my lads. It was like a Sunday morning. Yeah, it was a Sunday morning. I'm going to go, I knew I was going to go ring shopping. I said, I'm going to go play football. And I had a lash appointment, eyelash extension appointment. So yeah. I was busy anyway. Yes. So I was like, right, perfect time to just bugger off for a couple of hours and get a ring sorted. I was actually planning on buying a ring or ordering a ring or something that day. Um, but I took a couple of Becca's rings for sizing uh, with me, put them in my wallet and um, went to the shopping mall. And then Becca texted me saying, hey, out of blue, out of the blue. Hey, I'm at Westfield. Do you want to come and meet for lunch? And I was like, fucking serious. Like, <laughs> I'm in Westfield. I know Westfield. And you were meant to be, because you do football like on the in the south of london like at least an hour away i was meant to be in peckham yeah yeah it was, <laughs> it was meant to take you like ages to get to westfield i was like yeah i'll be there i'll i'll be there <laughs> and um i kind of just we ended up just meeting i remember and, it only took you like 20 minutes yeah you're like well that was quick and i was like yeah yeah i messaged you whilst i was stuck On in traffic way, don't home? text whilst driving but I generally didn't because I texted you when I was in a ring shop. Um, So, yeah. And then what happened was I could have got away with it just with that really stupid lie. Yeah, I I wasn't sus at all. 
And then, I really wasn't. It wasn't until you did this. Yeah, and then I we went and got some sushi, yeah. a sushi roll or something, and I went to go and pay, open my wallet up, and your rings were in my wallet. And I and then in you the were like see through bit. Yeah. And you're like, Why have you got those in there? So okay, for me what was going through my mind, there was no no moment where I was like, oh, he might be ring shopping. My mind genuinely was like, Why the fuck did he steal my rings? Why has he this is so annoying. And because they were like my nice rings. Yeah. They were like expensive rings. I was like, why have you got them? And then I clocked. And I remember okay, so your response was very good. I can't remember what I said. I think it was like I was trying them on because I wanted to yeah. buy some rings of Something. my own. <laughs> okay, I said very good and that sounds shit. But I remember I like believed you. I actually believed Something you. the way I said it was Yeah, the way you said yeah. it, you like, you didn't freak out. You were like, oh yeah. Because I think you've always wanted to get into like finding the right kind of rings to wear for you. So I knew you were actually kind of interested in like trying to wear rings. That's, it sounds dumb, but I actually believed him. And then it wasn't for an hour. It was an hour after that, that I was like, I felt so bad because I was like, this guy has started the ring shopping process. And Definitely I about, yeah. just yelled at him like, why have you, you did got yell at me, my yeah. ring? Because I, I think I said I was trying your rings on and then the door went and the oh. dog was barking. And that's why I just put him in my wallet really quickly because I had to was go and I... get the dog because he it's now blurry now out. yeah he like any dog so that's kind of the random excuse i don't anyway, i think I believed that, you, if you say the excuse the the actual excuse i said it's terrible but i think i just the way i said it was you said it really convincingly natural. and like yeah. like you said it straight away so i believed you but then i i it took me an hour to clock it and then i was like okay so that's when i stopped teasing you because i was like this guy's actually working on it and you need to like leave him alone and not make him feel bad and I also I didn't want to overthink it so that's why when it came to the actual proposal I was shocked because I was not thinking yeah. about it it was not obvious that you were going to do it in Colombia I made myself like forget about that moment because I was like it could be the end of the year it could be months yeah I ended up just getting a um, engagement like a proposal ring sorry um, mm -hmm. on Etsy for like 12 quid or something because was it twelve pounds. Uh, it was within that. <laughs> it looked region. so good. No, him. no, it was more than that. Sorry, it was it was about thirty quid. All right. Um, but yeah, proposal. big spender. <laughs> um, but it was in the style that you wanted, and yes, the the gold wore away, but it was the style I wanted, and I didn't want to spend full price to risk getting that ring lost in, in a suitcase or in... carrying that around with you. Yeah. So, yeah. but now I have the the official the ring. real ring is not beautiful here. yes um but anyway the okay so that's that the engagement let's talk about it so we're in colombia for two weeks and you were thinking when the hell am i gonna do this yeah because uh, we were staying at your auntie's your tears uh for the first like few days about four days um and you know i was figuring out what this amazing country was where we would go in i yeah. didn't know anything where we would where would be an ideal engagement spot and we would spend a lot of time with your family and i wanted to do mm -hmm. this one-to-one -one, no one else around yeah yours and no you pressure. didn't want to do it yeah i wanted it to be intimate um so 
we didn't really get that opportunity until the second to last day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I remember getting quite frustrated every single day about yeah. when the bloody hell am I going to do this? Will started getting a little bit grumpy towards the end of the holiday. And I thought it was frustration of like constantly being around Spanish. It was a bit of that as well because I feel stupid because <laughs> I'm such a, right. I hate being such a dumb Brit abroad like i it's no, frustration it on myself not this not anybody or the situation it's more just like i why can't i speak spanish but anyway i i was like oh, why is he getting a bit worked up and now i know you were stressed because you were like i need to propose to this woman and yeah. i don't know when i'm gonna do it and so we had this beach day planned that you knew like only my mom and my sister were coming i was to, like this has got to be this it. has to be it so that must have been so stressful that you were like it has to be today and i don't there's no plan for the day so and you didn't even out. know what this beach looked like it could have been a shithole it yeah. wasn't a shithole. <laughs> most beautiful beach i've no, ever stunning. been to. yeah yeah but um Oh my word. Yeah. And that day was like, I remember the morning. Now I think back to it with like my mindset of not knowing that's the day I was going to be proposed to. It was also like, oh, it might not have happened because we were like almost not going to go for X, Y, and Z. And then when we did get there, it was like, there was an issue with the boat. And there was a few stumbling blocks along the way. And I was almost, well, I I think you kept your cool that day externally perhaps but i would I, I, I think i kind of resigned to it i said to myself well if you're not doing it today and you're not doing it this holiday you'll do it but just oh, right, if it's okay. not this holiday yeah. then so be it uh and that and that's kind of why perhaps i became a bit cooler that day i just said look if you get to the beach and it's brilliant you're gonna do it and if you don't you don't what will be will be um just book another bloody holiday and do it somewhere else some other time but when we got there i thought yeah okay so i saw at the end of the beach there was this nice like palm tree and everything i was like that's the spot and it was like the quiet part of the beach yeah i was like that's that's what's gonna happen because if it doesn't happen it's not happening (laughs) then we did it after lunch we went for a walk i was like do you want to you did it so well and this is why i did not suspect anything because obviously i'm a youtuber so i was vlogging parts of the trip and i thought you had suggested to go on a walk so i could get some content Mm, because obviously like i don't like filming my mom and my family too much so that's completely what i was thinking yeah it's an easy one when your partner's a content creator youtuber you go like oh cameras. let's go on this walk and i'll hold this gopro whereas any other person would girl be like, would be like why have you got a gopro you, you weirdo <laughs> but um yeah we walked, it's gonna happen yeah we walked along and I've, i popped the gopro down i was like yeah just just walk over there and we'll just walk over naturally yeah you were like this is a nice shot let's mm. get some b-roll and if you've seen the video then you know will like completely completely got it perfect with the positioning of of the angle and there's like this arched tree it's all very beautiful what a legend and I, <laughs> this guy this guy and i did not suspect anything and people don't believe me but i really didn't and that's like i'm so grateful for that because the feeling of when you drop down to one knee it was like the whole earth went down with you it was like that i i just i can't actually put it into words because it is such a weird feeling being so shocked and like oh my god this is happening and then yeah it was beautiful 
Yeah, I remember feeling like it was a bit of an out-of-body experience. Like, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, it's one of those. I've said it before to my pals and stuff that I felt like in that situation I was the camera or something and it was watching me doing this. Like I felt like I was watching me from outside my body. It was a bit strange. But um, yeah, and then we got over and back walked back to your mum and her reaction was priceless. It yeah. was amazing. So I, cause and I was yeah. like, do they know? I didn't know like how set up this was. Well, you just no, did that. Yeah. yeah so just... no one knew, um, apart from you asked my dad before the holiday, traditional man. And yeah. Yeah. So my dad was the only person who knew. And yeah. so I walked back to where we were based and I just showed my hand to my sister and my mom and my mom like clocked it right away. And my sister was like, what? <laughs> she did not get it. And then they realized, and it was so emotional. Actually, I did cry. I forget. I did cry during the engagement because that's the moment I cried. Mm-hmm. Not when you did it because it was just shock. But when it was like, yeah, telling my mom, that's when it felt real. Yeah. And it was so beautiful. Um, I'm going to cut this short because i feel like we could talk about this for ages been but talking yeah. About for ages. yeah but, but. Th- then your family this is when i felt really lucky and this when i nearly got emotional yeah well, i did get emotional but nearly cries was when I had a big we family a big party, party th- yeah the next day it was very like latin america yeah it was, it was yeah. beautiful yeah so like yeah my that's when my mom told my family because we all and it was our last night or our second last night or something so, our last so night. it was like a good reason to get everyone around to you know, say goodbye to everyone, which is always really difficult, but then added something so special that everyone was there and we told them and then it just turned into a huge party because <clears throat> Colombians know how to party. Yeah, <laughs> and it was it quite was, a few, yeah. It was yeah. so fun. Um, and something that's really special to me is my abuela was there and my abuela is not with us anymore. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't think I was going to cry, but... It's so special to me that you can meet her and that she was there for that moment. And yeah, she passed away this summer. Um, and yeah, because I never met your grandma. Mm-hmm. Why am I crying? Um, yeah, so it it was just an unbelievably special moment. And the next question is actually all about like the pressures of marriage and a wedding plan, planning a wedding. And that was our engagement party. So like sometimes I I get a little bit like stressed about, oh, we didn't plan like a big official engagement party or engagement photo shoot. But it's like, but why do we have to do it that way when like that was so perfect? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I get so, I don't know if brainwashed is like the right term with, you see how so many other people do engagements. You just compare yourself. And you compare yourself. To others, yeah. And it's like, I'm not even sure I want that. And then it's happening now with wedding planning. Like we, we're going to go into this, but like it's such a stress. Like, because we've been engaged for a year and we've done zero wedding planning. And yeah, I'm going to start with saying like, that's okay because it's our wedding and like we get to take our time with this. I want to do it how I want to do it. And it's so easy to get so sucked into like oh okay we got to spend like 40 grand on this and like oh it has to happen within two years and and you have to do the engagement party the photo shoot like but you got to do it how you want and I think that's so important to remember yeah I I mean there's been a lot of things that have happened this year that haven't gone to plan I mean we were you know I've spoken to my friends about this a million times and I've actually Mm -hmm. I'm exhausted even thinking about it and it's you know with 
my grand's passing last year and things like that. There's just been a lot going on and the wedding will happen when it happens. Yeah. We'll, we'll put a plan together. Okay. It will work. It'll be the best day of our lives. Yeah. It will work. But I don't want it to be, yeah, it's, I don't want to like fall out of love with that process. And yeah, I, and right. it also isn't a case of like, I got engaged too early. It isn't that because I was so ready to make that promise with you, mm. you know, and I'm so glad we have that and we know it's going to happen. Well, we banked it. Yeah, we've banked it. We banked it. And it's right? our choice if we want to <laughs> take four years to plan a wedding, whatever, because like life's so busy right now with well you, you, career and money's like you know yeah yeah there's a lot going on and i think um maybe at the start of next year you just got to when it comes to like your wedding planning you've got to realign your priorities you've got to go right but i've got to prioritize this and mm-hmm. it's not just about wedding planning it's about anything any project any life projects or any for um, sure hurdle you've got to get over you've got to realign your priorities to, and to get that in your in your sights. You go in your crosshairs, right? You've got to go, well, that's what I need to do to get over it. But if, you've, if you're if you focusing on this thing over here, you're not going to do that properly. So I know that's very wishy-washy, but we're not going to, we're not going to get the product or the, the end result that we want in an amazing wedding if we're just really wish-washy with our approach to it, doing it like kind of, half-assed yeah oh yeah we'll do a bit here do a bit there like we've we've got to put all of our no just start planning when we're ready yeah and yeah there's just been a million reasons that come you know into why we haven't started and we're not going into all of that so if you ever meet us don't ask us how the wedding planning is going we hate that question i will yell at you (laughs) sometimes we're like maybe we should just fucking elope but at the same time there's part of me that i think would regret not having a wedding so Mm. that's why i just take our time now the thought has crossed my mind a million times like why don't we just do it in a bloody I know local because like I would marry you tomorrow that's not the the point it's you know an exciting opportunity to get everyone we love together and in one big room and celebrate Mm. but that takes a lot of planning so yeah and I'm next topic because they're probably sick of fucking wedding chat wait I think I know where you're gonna take it so I wanna one I'm gonna guess career not necessarily. I was going to go next question for you from your gang. Well, a lot of people ask, what do what does Will actually do? Oh, right. Nothing, and like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and someone asked, um, would you ever work together? Uh, what do I do? Well, I work for a company in London doing HR and recruitment for, for them. Um, and we can go into a bit more detail as much as you like with that. I'll keep it brief at any point. I mean, if anybody wanted to look up my LinkedIn, they can. <laughs> they can get the answer. Um, you know his name. Exactly. So I do, it's not as if I'm being secretive, um, but just I'm quite private with what I do for work. Yeah, but you should be, yeah. Yeah, it's, exactly. The nature of it, you should be, yeah. 100%. Uh, because I do HR, there's yeah. confidentiality, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Exactly. And privacy is essential from just from my standpoint but you know you, you can bloody look me up on linkedin if you want because it's all there but um yeah that that that's it and then in terms of would we ever work together i mean we've done bits and bobs already i've kind of done stuff in the background yeah. here and there a lot of people are like you should never work with your partner yeah if you're gonna say like i i'm not a side hustle person i've i did mm-hmm. i've had this a side true. hustle here and there 
you know, we, we, I rented out a house, um, last year we did it together, but, but I, you I, took fair, care of it. it's fair to say that I did most of the heavy yeah, lifting no, you with did. it. I didn't and involved. I found it immensely stressful juggling my career with this side hustle, which wasn't making loads of bank at all. It was just kind of paying for the expenses and and i i don't care if this is but say the tenants we had were particularly demanding yeah that's so all that, i'm gonna say yeah i don't want to go into too much no we're not gonna I can't be fucking asked for that but yeah, yeah it was just but it wasn't a good experience the way it was yeah i didn't enjoy it not saying that i wouldn't go and do that again but just in terms of a side hustle just yeah, you were like oh this amazing. is a lot yeah i am knackered um so <laughs> any sort of uh work i've done for you has been more on a very casual ad hoc basis if i was to do it full time well who knows right but um yeah that's kind of i i i, th- I think the whole side hustle culture thing is is very topical right now it's it's an amazing thing if you can do it like fair play to you you're a grafter you're a grinder kudos but for me i've always my bandwidth is quite limited i think yeah but there's nothing wrong with that because i think it is a thing of understanding boundaries and like you're gonna do one job really well well that and like a side hustle is not for everyone yeah you've like stop that narrative because it's not you've mentioned that in in an episode where you know do one thing really well and my biggest motto yeah with life so if i'm doing a side hustle i i think where a lot of my frustration came from the um the stuff I was doing last year where I just felt like oh, I'm not doing this well because I'm not investing enough time into it or enough resource into it I'm kind of just yeah, trying to do the bare minimum to just push it away it's not something I'm passionate about I think that's the thing if you're doing a side hustle you've got to be really passionate about it and if you're not passionate about something or if you don't have the energy to do it that's fine like the amount of pressure that comes from LinkedIn Instagram mm-hmm. etc or whatever where it's like if you don't have a side hustle what are you doing if you don't have multiple streams of income what are you doing it's like people are allowed to just take their salary go home watch Netflix Go for some drinks, do whatever the hell they want, and it's well, absolutely fine. I think it's Don't that thing of guilty. like, are you working to live or are you living to work? 100%. It's like if you feel guilty for and, and you think, oh, I'm not doing enough, then that's that's unfortunate. You know, you can go home and slob about and feel bloody good about it, saying as long as you've given your all in your nine five or your day job or shift and you work, find fulfillment, and you find mm, fulfillment, then brilliant, purpose. brilliant, well done and that's and if that's enough for you great there's there's not enough of that going around where it's like yeah there's there's far too much of it going around where it's saying okay you've got to have the why aren't you a millionaire yet you're 25 it's 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 rubbish it's very frustrating um to to see um other people get down about it um, yeah online i think that's the thing where i find discomfort is like people feel guilty and their mental health is at a detriment to it because of that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this person is doing this. They're a, they've got this nice car. They've got this, you know, all this amazing life. And you've alluded to it in your previous episodes where it's like, well, that's what you see on social media. You don't know the bad things or the They're unfortunate things. They're lonely on that first class flight. They're like well, they're yeah, in a hotel the by themselves and they're, you know. There's something more to there's it. There's always more to it. Yeah, so. it's just it opens up different struggles. Yeah, yeah. Answer the question: What do I do? I mean, I've been working in sort of HR recruitment, talent kind of space for about uh, 
Yeah, about five years now. Probably mm-hmm. about five years experience. But ever since doing my masters. And do you want to open up about your current situation? <laughs> my current situation. I haven't really spoken to that Anyone? many people about it. Do you know what it is? Because your last episode about failure really, really. I mean, it will speak to a lot of people, but it kind of spoke to me about people are now afraid to uh, speak about what may or may not have gone so well because of you fail publicly now, mm-hmm. even though like, even if you're not an influencer or celebrity, exactly. you fail publicly. LinkedIn. I, well, yeah, I mean, um, I've got like zero followers on any sort of platform. I don't have go follow him. <laughs> I don't have an online presence, and that is not a shameless plug. Like I don't want to push that. What no. I'm saying is, is that you still have that sort of social pressure of, oh, I've only been in this job five minutes. It's got to go well, or I'm going out with this girl. It's got to go well, or I've moved to this new place. It's got to go well. Because if it doesn't go well, what are my friends going to think about me? What's my mum and dad going to think about me? Yeah, like that. Um, social influence has always been there irrespective of social media like that pressure has always existed yeah i th- i started a new role this year and it moved into another role very quickly so a role that i wasn't initially hired for and things have been have gone well i think it it, it was a progression route and that's all good but i think there's been five years of just kind of just constant um progression i think it's i've kind of just burnt out I think and yeah. this is probably gonna be this isn't a pity party here um but I just haven't had enough time dedicated enough time I have had enough time but I haven't dedicated enough time um to myself or family or friends um and I think this kind of continuous push to keep progressing um in my career has has been quite negative on a few things um, mm-hmm. personally so i think uh, mental health and personal relationships essentially so I'm, i've taken the decision to kind of hit the reset button um and leave my um my current company he's handed in his notice <laughs> yeah uh leave but... my current yeah at the end of the year so it's like um yeah. you know i've given that time and it will be you know no bridges are burnt see what happens in the future but i want to draw yeah. from that though that you have done this and you don't have anything lined up mm-hmm. oh i've quit yeah yeah what an idiot um so yeah yeah it's it's going to be a career break yeah. i think it's been you know th- th- this isn't asking this isn't me asking for anybody to feel sorry for me i think it's just i've just i'm just a little bit fatigued um with the, with the grind um i think what it is is I, this is a grind that I'm not, or I have not always been that passionate about. Yeah. So it's like, and that's okay, okay to yeah, admit. yeah. And what am I doing it for? So um, I may take a break and kind of realize. Yeah, I think you've just realized that this year you've actually been a bit more reflective about it. Like, and it comes down to that whole conversation of like, why do people just delay their happiness more? Yeah, and more because. For you, a lot of the time it was like, oh, well, when that happens, great. That's what I'm working towards. But like, mm. like that's a year away or whatever. Yeah. And just not enjoying the now. Yeah. Cause I mean, I've had, I've been lucky. I've, I've came out of my master's. I've had quite, I've had a few promotions, right? I've had progress nearly every. He's a rich man, ladies. <laughs> I'm kidding. I've had progress nearly every <laughs> six to nine months on my career. 
Um, He's done well. I've, yeah. I've, 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 you know, worked hard, but also been very lucky along the way. I've had a lot of opportunities. You know, and, yeah, yeah, supportive uh, colleagues, supportive managers. But um, yeah, I think I just hit a point this year where I was thinking, okay, and 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 the work was tough. It's hard work. I've learned a lot this year, um, but it was quite hard. A lot of the work, and you'd come home absolutely knackered, and you'd be like, okay, that was that was productive, that was valuable, but am I going to do this for the next five to ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty, however many years until I retire? I think I can afford to take maybe a few months just to kind of reflect, reset, and maybe go back into it again, maybe. And in the meantime, in the meantime, hey, if I want to, if you want me to come on board and work for you, help out with some projects, brilliant. And if that sets me on a different path, so be it. If I do that mm -hmm. and then think, mm, I've got my hunger back again to go back into this career path, brilliant. Either way, it's a good outcome. I don't know. You just got to believe in yourself that it's going to, you have to believe that it's going to work out. Like yeah. a lot of people are. And it ties into that whole like quitting chat. And I know there's a lot of like, um, you have to be sensitive about it because it's not easy for everyone to quit people have kids mortgages and this it. yeah we're talking about your situation it's brave of you to take the leap to go actually i'm not happy right now i am gonna you know do something slightly risky well risky and quit without anything lined up yeah i think it's a big disclaimer here that my decision has come from a position of privilege of privilege yeah and um you know we in terms of responsibilities we don't have children we don't have a mortgage to pay this little dog we pay the rent we pay the bills we're good <laughs> and we're covered um we pay for dog food we're covered do you know what i mean like we we've we we're okay so in order for me to just take a, a second and by second i mean in the grand scheme of a lifespan it really is down to relativity is about it's like a you know x tiny minute percentage of my life will be just taking that pause so be it but that's one that comes from a position of privilege and i acknowledge that so you know anyone that's watching this thinking oh god you're yeah i don't know don't just it's not worth comparing yourself to others yeah like i am lucky that i can be scooped up into another role very quickly thanks to yourself yeah that's not a normal situation yeah, i'm that's... not leaving a position to go and be unemployed i'm gonna go and leave and become essentially a freelancer for yourself for, me, for you for you, you for a bit the ways of that's what it. i do yeah so at no point in this conversation am i recommending people to quit their Just jobs quit to nothing job. <laughs> um, and there's there's a bit of traction online about that in a minute like unplugging from the matrix you know um tune, exiting or leaving the nine till five mm -hmm. um and that's being glamorized and i can see it i can see the point in that because you're you know rejecting capitalism or whatever the hell you want to even frame it where you're kind of moving out of that corporate life and i get it but at the same time a huge amount of people live that way and survive that way and at no point would i or anyone else really should be encouraging somebody to do that because every people every different person's circumstance is different obviously okay so a lot of people asked questions around you know you've been together for five years we're engaged so how do you keep things fresh 
and romantic, if you will. Mm. There were some like relationship advice questions, but maybe that'll be like a, a different episode like I touched on at the start. But yeah, I guess. How do we keep things fresh? I think I think it's um it's something that the first the first thing is that we're quite open. I think especially yourself, you are very open in actually discussing that. I think that's the the first point is yeah, you need to kind I of agree. discuss and be kind of be proactive in how do we keep things fresh because there have been times where particularly this year uh with with my role um i would come back and i'd be quite tired very happy to just sit on my ass and and cook dinner and then watch netflix and, and, I... that, and that's completely fine as i mentioned earlier <laughs> nothing wrong with that but, but romantically not the best isn't look really there from my perspective not necessarily been the best version of myself this year and i think that is where the resignation came in mm -hmm. right yeah there was a kind of a turning point yeah it's like mm, i'm not the best version of myself right now and it's kind of impacting everything yes socially so, for, well for us why this has always worked is because i'm not afraid to and you were not afraid to communicate with each other especially when we'll just one say of, something yeah. yeah one of us like maybe something is bothering us i mean yeah. i've always been like don't wait for it to get really bad Fester. like if, if something's starting to annoy me a little bit and it, it isn't that bad yet but like why can't i yet why it's yeah not bad yet <laughs> if i if i don't want to dress it, it could get bad yeah why why don't i just bring it up to you and yeah i know it might like hurt your feelings a bit but i i hope it does more good yeah i mean i remember when you brought it up um most recently and it kind of hit home a little bit and i i was i went a bit quiet for a bit when yeah but you, i knew you were like you were really listening i was processing me. it mm -hmm. yeah because yeah. when i go quiet it's not that i'm not listening or don't have anything to say it's me actually just figuring out what i think about this and that's not just about us having a conversation there are times where something might happen um outside of us and i might not seem the most responsive to a stressful thing for example and i may mm -hmm. seem neutral or null in my reaction to it but actually it's me just processing and going okay what's my response to this what's my emotional response to this or what's my action as a response to this so when you said in 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 very crude terms, I'm going to say it. Well, why, why are you just, you're just sitting around all the time, basically. It kind of was that. We don't go out anymore. You know, the kind of cliched sort of stuff. that We're I'm airing our dirty laundry. Yeah, you didn't say it like this. You put no, it, but it was you like. You put it very, you put it together like, very respectfully. Yeah, just like you but, don't have energy at the end of the days and like, yeah. you know. You're it, boring. Yeah. No, but it's say. like a big thing I've learned with I think one of the biggest tips with relationship advice and like when you have been together for years and you do need a, you need to still date each other. It's so important mm. because when you are sitting on a couch every evening, you're watching TV, like that's nice, but it's not actually quality time. Yeah. It's not a date. Yeah. It's just not. I, I do think that your line of work helps keep that variety. Like something, Sometimes, yeah. I think something is always happening. I mean, there are times, yeah, where you've gone, oh, I just need to sit down for the next two hours and just edit. And with that, I've gone, okay, well, go to the gym or play PlayStation, you know. And with that can 
Yeah, be... my hours aren't nine to five, yeah. obviously. But on the flip of that, it's, oh, I've got this cool event. Do you want to come along? Mm, okay. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. And then I'll be at the event and I'll be like, I what hate it here. here? <laughs> I okay, hate it so here. That was another question, obviously. <laughs> I didn't know if I wanted to go into it, but like people... I think there were a couple of people that asked, like, what is it like dating? And I hate that word, but someone who does what I do. And like, there's, there's some interesting things around that, like the reality of dating an yeah. influencer, people who get invited to events or I, I'm just going to touch on it really quickly because someone asked a really specific question. I think they're a social media content creator as well. And they're like, my boyfriend gets annoyed at me when I'm videoing myself showering or like getting changed and obviously if you've seen my vlogs like I I'm not fucking naked in my vlogs but like as part of the aesthetic I'll have like cuts of me in the shower or like getting dressed I don't know and her point was like that annoys her boyfriend and I read that I wanted to bring it up because I was like oh my god I never thought about that like annoying your your partner it's never annoyed me one thing that I that it's not something that I don't consider uh i consider it all the time the the concept of it the thing that i care about is um are you protecting yourself whilst doing it yeah yeah and with that i mean how you've got to be careful when you're in the editing room make sure that there's no nip slips because there has been one before yeah where you go fuck i've got to go in there and blur it out because you can do that in the youtube studio like Like post upload you can just insert a blur which is cool full disclaimer yeah i've done it once yeah not great but that's when i'm i from a guy's perspective i it's part of the art right the what the videos that you put out are the aesthetic morning routines we know what your audience is. It's fem- It's females. It's. I think it, for me, it, it that's why works. it like always, it, I don't think about it in that way because I, my analytics tell me really it's majority, it really is female. If you were doing it for the wrong reasons, if you're getting your bum out or getting your, your flesh out and there's, you, we all know that it's just for a bunch of thirsty guys or girls or whatever, just thirsty people mm-hmm, yeah, it's for, for the way, d- yeah. different reasons then yeah, I may be uncomfortable with that, but you're not doing it for that. It's for, it's, we all know the purpose of your videos is not that, right? I think, <laughs> I think my, my, but I'm also secure. Think, my, I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to ask, answer the question. I'm, I'm, I'm dodging, I'm getting there. In a st- I just wanted to say like, the, the, there's a whole other level of social media content creators, like only fans and how their partners yeah, I think yeah that's so interesting that's a whole different but, bloody yeah, ball like, game but with in this circumstance it's like it's there's nothing on toward about it you're getting in the shower you're washing yourself as part of a routine who cares do you know what i mean i'm securing myself knowing that that nothing's gonna happen and anyone that's going to be sliding into your dms any creeps i get so little of that by the way you yeah thankfully. you've been lucky but there mm-hmm. have been occasions where things have slided into your dms right and it's i also very quickly how many times has that actually worked for a guy anyway don't know <laughs> here's yeah, a dick pic <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get laid this is gonna really work i don't she's gonna leave intention. her partner she's gonna leave her dog she's gonna come <laughs> and come a knocking all because of door. this photo of my three inch dick yeah 
So weird. Anyway, <laughs> my, to answer the question, um, for me, that um, complaint from the person's partner comes from a place mm -hmm. of insecurity, I would say. And also it's why they would have to look inward and go, why Why do I feel uncomfortable about it? They're, they're allowed to feel uncomfortable about it, like anybody's allowed to be offended by anything. But you've got to look inward and go, well, why am I offended by it? Yeah, is it for talk, the, talk that one out. Yeah, why, what's the reason? Is it for the right reasons? Um, I haven't seen this girl's content. You know, it could be completely <laughs> inappropriate. Well, I don't know. It could be tits and I all. Know. I don't know. But she made it sound like it's the same kind of level. It's completely I innocent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why he's so offended by it. He's got a full blown OnlyFans account. I don't know. I'm sure it's perfectly innocent content, and the guy it's coming from a place of potential insecurity from the guy. If that's the case, that's fine. But it's something that they need to flesh out and have a conversation about. Just like anything in a relationship, any issues, it's 100% resolved by communication and then consequent action, really. Sure. And if that's any dating advice I'm going to give, it's communication, consequent action, and respect, you know? <laughs> I think that's that's all it is. It's not to simplify it too much, but... Yeah. Know. Let's touch on the influencer events, because you just said you... <laughs> i've hated some yes I've i think okay so it's a it's a very weird concept because it yeah like to someone who isn't in that world and isn't an influencer i think it, it looks like such a weird thing you get invited by brands to these like yeah. events with free stuff and it's for pr and and i think a lot of people are like what happens is there drama um what kind of people do you meet for me the the word influencer means that every like and and the public perception so me i'm a complete normie i'm a civilian right in terms of the influencer world i am a partner of an influencer for me the word and the occupation influencer you, you're all in one bucket you're all in one basket you're mm -hmm, a completely different yeah. kind of influencer to i don't know your love islanders or your um, your business um, influences or your fitness influences, like these are all different influences on different levels or, yeah. or reality TV, right? And we all know that's that kind of influencer, you know, your ITV, Love Island, um, Let's Go Dating, all that sort of stuff. That And that is the sort of, I'm not calling anyone out here, but when we go to these influencer events, it's it's often catered towards the... the um, from my perspective anyway it's always yeah. been more catered towards that the reality tv kind of stuff and that's absolutely fine like that's what they're made and th that's what the pr angle they're going for and if that's selling stuff and making the money great but so, when i'm there as a normie it's just yeah but weird. also those events are definitely yeah they're not i'm probably not the best person to invite and that, the that's bigger... the thing that's what i mean about being scooped in all into one bucket yeah because gone, when, well, I, was small, when yeah. I was smaller i thought it was all that like all the events were like that you know you got your yeah all of us kind of mixed in the same room but the bigger i've got you know thankfully i get invited to events that are really focused around like wellness products or um i don't know a lot more linked to what i do it mm. might be like a seminar which is really cool i love those kind of events spa then, evening we, went, we, we went to a spa evening. Yeah, that was nice. I of course, that. you like that one. Perks. Yeah. <laughs> that's See that, where that's the perks fine. come in. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, sometimes we've had. And I'm, I'm not naming brands, but yeah, sometimes there's been events. Oh, where it, it is a bit 
odd. Well, do you know what happened, right? There, there was one event, not calling out the brand, not calling out individuals. But we we were at this nice venue, very nice venue, getting served drinks, little canapé things, whatever, I think. I'm not mm-hmm. too sure. But they literally segregated the mainstream influencers, shall we say, the ones that are on TV or like X Names. amount of followers plus or whatever. And they were like front row. They they had seats. They had seats. All the other Pezzo influencers I, with, you know, us lot were left standing watching this event and i was just like oh my god like this is so like snobby and i i just found that know, one event was very snobby and i just thought it, we went to the pub afterwards we yeah were like, oh, it was a bit this. it's a bit of a weird one because like oh you're so lucky to be there in the first place yeah so yeah, yeah. To have an comes invite. from a place of privilege but it, yeah but it yeah i think i think i the longer i do this the more i learn i have to be strategic about like what i say yes to what i say no to and that's like so, that's a big lesson with anyone business-wise job-wise your time yeah you can't just say yes to everything yeah the question that you would have to ask yourself when we came away from that event and went what to did the I pub on the corner what did what did you get from it to benefit your business your brand nothing really it was cool we got some free drinks like is that the best use of your time did you meet anyone did you network did you mm-hmm. make Sometimes a new networking friend networking is a, a really good reason to go yeah to yeah events. but a lot of the time with certain types yeah like that networking isn't even happening exactly and it's very cliquey so it's like well we're not even going to have yeah. the opportunity to connect here so what's what is the point whereas there's some events that i haven't gone to because they're not plus one kind of events but those are the ones that are most beneficial the ones that where you just go you're invited because you are you that you have been personally selected and it fits your niche and you've networked and it's been really valuable and then you tell me the story about it afterwards. I go, brilliant. You know, that's, that's been genuine benefit to, to mm-hmm. your business. And I don't bloody need to be there for that because, you know, what's the point? But anyway, yeah, you've yeah. been to some funny ones where we've met like interesting people and stuff. And we're not going to go into people it get absolutely not... pissed and they chat shit. And you say, well, it's like any other party, really. But then you're like, yeah, but it has that weird underline. Yeah, of... I oh. think uh, also. Also, with events like this, there's always that kind of hierarchy of like, oh, you don't know who I am. And there's some people like that. And then there'll be some people talking to me, go, oh, so what's your socials? Go, I'm I'm here with her. Yeah. So I'm like the lowest of the low. I'm like, oh, what the fuck are you doing here? That's kind of what I've, I've but I, heard. I and hate that feeling. I, I don't mind people getting pissed at a party and chatting shit, but I would rather be at a party getting pissed chatting shit it's, with pals yeah not yeah, with sure, that but under- also the point is that these aren't meant to be parties they're meant to be work events and yeah i know but then, anyway anyway they're neither nor do you know yeah I, mean? I know i know but anyway, that's I'll just see. an interesting part of dating an influencer you see that world that's what i wanted to touch on <laughs> obviously when you're there you're like oh this is it, it, it's cool that you're invited and it does show how far you've come um from the humble beginnings of of your channel and everything like that but, but yeah obviously you're, you're killing it but um i think now is an interesting time even doing this you can see where your channel and your company brand whatever you want to call it is is evolving because now you have a podcast rather than yeah your, your standalone channel where it was more where that content is more tailored more edited more this is feels more well yeah whatever we're working it out yeah yeah <laughs> this pod yeah it's it's very exciting because it is refreshing for me. I can feel from yeah. living with you yeah, how exactly. it's yeah. 
right? Yeah, how you are refreshed in your kind of、Suddenly. approach to things. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. So it's not. Yeah, it's exciting. I'm just a long form baby content creator through and through. I love long form. I think this has been long form enough, and I'm gonna end the episode here. But that was my first guest. Wow. I think、um, it's nice to have it conversational. This will be a lot nicer to edit. I think. I want to say thank you for being very sweet and being open and vulnerable. There's some good chats in there. I think. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you for for being here. And wait, just tell them quickly what are we up to next week? I'll talk about this in the next. Yeah, episode, coming、think. up next, I guess is、uh, we're going away、um, to. A a cabin in the woods,、mm-hmm. essentially、Literally. some plugs. You've spoken about this before, yeah, pod, have. haven't you?、Um, And on YouTube,、yeah. I've spoken about it quite a lot because I'm excited. But it's happening next week. Our digital detox. But、yeah. you're coming with me. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't do that alone. I'm not brave enough. But three days of no phone and being in a cabin in the woods. I'm very excited. I'll let you guys know how it goes next week. William Brown, thank you for being on the pod. Is there anything else you'd like to say? I feel I have bloomed. <laughs> I've- I've bloomed everywhere. Okay, that's. I'm blooming right now. I don't love the sound of that. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much, and thank you all for listening. And as always, I'm gonna be annoying and ask if you could please rate this. Oh, you better、Spotify. rate it. You better like it. You better follow, follow it. Whatever platform you're listening, you better share、watching. it. Yeah, yeah. You know what you're doing. Yeah, we're on most of the platforms. This is a video podcast, so you can watch this as well. But yes, thank you very much for tuning in to Bloom with Becca, and I'll see you guys next week for another one. Bye. Bye. Thank you, my loves, for listening to this week's episode of Bloom with Becca. Be sure to follow the Bloom with Becca Instagram page to get involved each week with your questions, your stories, your thoughts on different topics, all that good stuff. I'll see you guys next week for a new episode. Love you. Bye. Thank、you